0: Today's Duff is Duff Yud. And um, fine, in yesterday's uh, Gemara, we started looking at if, if one of the last cases in the Mishnah we discussed was Shalochitin That was one of the statements in the Mishnah. And Rabbi Shimon says, is not a problem. Um, and that was a machloket we saw, so we saw Rabiosi that says even the emtsa, even the middle of the field, and it sounded like the machloket here was regarding this pishdan whether you can plant it by the, by the edge of your field, between yours and your friend's field, because that pishdan is something that's mazik the field. So then it's clear what you're doing, you're planting it is not mishum kilayim, it's clear that what you're doing is simply to test a row of the field, to see if that field would actually be good to produce pishtan, and then next year you might just... You know, r- remove all your wheat field and then replace it and, and change your uh, change your supply. Okay, so the Gemara now asks us: Manan came in? What's the what's the basis of the machlokah? It says, "If your intention is to check the field, Afilam so What does it matter if it's the edge of the field or the middle of the field? If you're trying to check it, you're trying to inspect it, then it's not going to be considered kli. Like. However, it's, uh Mutar. Um, if you're not doing it to inspect, then then the Gemara continues. Lamali, we've got to change the gears slightly here. Lamali, Sharkol, Minim. Why only those ones are so? Even Pishtan should also be so. If you're not in the you're going to be running into problems of kilayim. So the Gemara then says, No, the Mitkav Livdok. Your intention is to use. You're only planting a small strip of the field of pishtan to test the field to see if it's if it's a good land to produce pishtan And I came in. So then, what's the difference between Rabbi Yossi and Chachamim? Why does the Chachamim say only on the edge, and Rabbi Yossi says you can do in the middle? Because Rabbi Yossi is not choshish lamarad ayin. Whereas Rabban and Chashesh lamarad ain with Chachamim ar. I read your Reb in inside. According to Reb Yossi, he says, so you can play it in the middle of the field, the edge of the field doesn't make a difference. You're Mitkaven for only testing, it's not going to, there's no run issue running into Hilain. However, Rabbanan who's chosish lamaradain, what's the issue? Ari Rukhaim, your dea liv zera. Someone who's an onlooker, if it's in the middle of the field, they're not, they're not, it's not so clear to them that what you're doing is to test the field. But if you're doing it on the edge of the field, then chachamim say muchachnilta, then it's clearly what you're doing is for testing purposes. In other words, uh sorry, I missed one second. Uh mild wash the sharif. I missed the last word, which is and therefore it's permitted. In other words, what's a machok between Rebyosi and the Chachamim? Both of them say that if you mit Kavan liv, it then it's okay. However, chachamim ha-choshesh lamarat ayim meaning Rabbi Yossi says if you come and live dock, it's not a problem I don't care about marat ayin but the Chachamim say no if you do in the middle of the field it's it, it's for from an onlooker's perspective it's still not clear what you're doing is for testing they might perceive what you're doing is planting lime. it's only if you do in the edge of the field that's when it would be 100 clear that's when you don't run into problems of marat ayin now the Gemara asks as follows Rabbi Shimon the uh, Shimon is the era that's the Rabbi Shimon here in other words the opinion that we just saw that you're allowed to place this um pishtan on the in between your field and your friend's field that must be shit at Rabbi Shimon. now what's your Rebishimon? let me just share the screen here so you can see there's a machloka later in the seventh in kilaim. that's what's called i'm sorry sorry if someone takes their vines and, trail, and moves the branches so that it covers over the tuah of his friend. Now, normally, if he was in your own field, you're going to run into the problem of kile Kerem, and it would be Asu, you have to burn it. However, so there's a machloket in the Mishnah, according to the first opinion, what you've done is you've really effectively caused Isar of kilein, and you've made Kadesh, if you've been, in other words, you made Asu your friend's produce, and therefore you have to compensate him for making his produce Asu. However, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon were interested in here, says, no, ain't Adam mekadesh Meaning, since your friend's produce is not yours, you don't have the capacity to make it asul. Now, we'll look at that in more detail when we get to the sugya. But it's actually very interesting. That's a machlok that we'll see later in your shalmi. is what about the individual's vines themselves? Granted, you can't mekadesh kadesh un your friend's uh, wheat, but does would that have an effect on the, uh, would that make his vines asu? But what's clear according to Reb Chaim's understanding of the Sugiyah here is that our Gemara assumes that if you can't make your friends wait Asur, that means your, the vines your vines won't be Asur either. I'll read you, I'll read you inside, read, inside. This is the end of the Dibur Matcha, It says, In other words, it's almost like since you have the capacity to make your friends, uh, friend's produce Asur, therefore the of Kilaim isn't present, if you like. So therefore, what we find, in, in other words, the, the assumption is that our mission that says you can plant this, um, this what was it, the, um, no, the uh, pishtan, right on the edge of the field, right next to your friend's field, mamash next to it, must be shittat Rabbi Shimon, because he is of the opinion that you can't, the Yisra of Kilayim doesn't exist if you can't oser adam Okay? Now Rabbi, Raba Amara says, in adam What's this opinion of Rav? So to appreciate this, we have to understand, look at Reb Chaim again. again, he says, We've already said previously that if you want to have put wheat next to barley, you need to have a harchaka of a bait rubber, which says a bit over 10 However, That's only if that chita wasn't completely surrounded by the uh, seora. Why? De if it was completely surrounded, los It wouldn't be enough to leave a beit rob, you'd have to leave even more than that. And it's the Allah on that that Rub says, if your friend's field was being the thing that's Chovesh surrounding your field, then that that uh, restriction wouldn't apply. Meaning that she, so, chita it doesn't prevent him from planting wheat there. Adam chovesh davar meaning this khumra of something that's chovesh, it's completely surrounding, doesn't apply if the one surrounding belongs to somebody else. So then the Gemara says, Oh, that looks very nice. That seems to align that Amaryana aturav Shimon. That seems that rubs into to align the shit of Rabbi Shimon. In other words, just like, Kamad, Rebbe Shimon, just like Rabbi Shimon says, Ein adam makdish that in the case of, we said of the vines, that he can't, makdish that meaning he takes the vines and places over, and, and trains it all, places it over the field of his friend, and he cannot make it Asur. So too, Rav must hold the shit of Rabbi Shimon, that Ein adam this Chumrah being chubesh, surround, being surrounded by another person's field, um, is, uh, sorry, like that, that khumra that if surrounded you, you that uh, Beit rob is not sufficient, that would not, that would also, that, that's rebbe, sorry, rabbi's is consistent with Shita Rebbe Shimon. However, according to Rabbanan, the Rabbanan that's Palig in the case of the Gafanim, they would disagree. Meaning just in the case of the Gafanim, where yes, Adam that, that you can impact your friend's field. So too, if your if the friend's field is the one that's being chovesh, it would introduce a problem for the field that's inside in terms of how close uh, how much space it needs to leave. Okay, let's move on the next halacha. Ein Somchim L'sade Tfuah Charadal V'Charia. Somchim so we're going to, the Gemara is going to discuss what charia is, but the question that we've got the Mishnah saying now is you're not allowed to put close to your friend's field. In, sorry, not your friend's field. You're not allowed to plant next to Tfua produced too close to it without proper spacing. Chardal, which is master in Haria, which I'll suppose the surprise is probably saffron or, or safflower or whatever it is. Okay. Now, why is, but however, you can put it close to a Sadeh of Yerakot. Now, Ugreb Chaim says, when the Isra of putting it close to the field of tfua, that's even if you're mitkaben livdok that's even if you are only planting it there to test the field to see if it's if next season our must and might be a better option uh, why because it says uh, i said the lot damila that's not the same in the previous mission we learned by pishtan. Read the the i mentioned because with pishdan people don't normally plant one row therefore milt. it's clearly he's doing it to being bodek However, here, um, someone might plant a single row of mustard or kharia. and that's why when you cannot place it close to a field of fua, even if you're doing it just a test, because it would, would now appear like kilaim. However, the Mishnah said but you can do it close to a field of yarakot. Now, why is that? Once again, a similar rationale we saw previously, that since it's going to mazkile, it's going to cause hezek to the yarakot, I mean, the presence of the Chardal and Kharia is actually going to be damaging the Yerakot. It's quite clear that what he's doing now is only Livdok v'lo l'kayem. He's just doing a quick test to see if it will grow nicely, but he won't want to keep it there because it's going to damage his Yarakot. That's, that's the distinction between if you're planting Chardal charia next to Tfua or Yerakot. Now Which he says, the som, somech le bur, Sorry. Now, bour is uh, a field that hasn't been uh, worked at all. The lenir is a field that's ploughed pre-ploughing, say for next year. The gafa gafa is a fence. The derech is a path. Now the point of the mission, what the mission is saying is, is what type of things can be mafzik between two different uh, two different minim, and therefore you don't need to have the biggest the, the, the larger gaps we had previously. We said by two different minim of twa, you need a bait rova. Quite uh, tenamot. So here, if you've got a, s- a small narrow stair bur or near gafa derech is a small path. Uh, or Shefil is more of a small path, but Derek has a, a, a road. But the fence itself has to be asar high. Or if it's a ditch, it has to be amuk asara. It also has to be 10 low. This is like mechitzor. However, by it actually has to be wide. It has to be rachav, arba'a, wide for t'vachim. Similarly, ul ilan If you've got a tree whose branches are reaching the ground, that can also make, if you like, make a mechitzah. If you've got a uh, rock, rock face, you've got a, a rock protruding from the ground. If it's 10 tvachim high, but importantly, because it's natural and not man made, it has to be 4 tvachim wide. Okay? Okay. That's a Mishnah. That would be mafsik. So the Mishnah asks, we're going back to the Mishnah of Chadan Kharia. The Gemara asks, my Charia, what is this Charia? And it's, the answer is, it's Morika. So, uh, the Rush Serilio says in the Sechta he explained it's in, in Babli, it's, it's, it's saffron, right? The Karkom, uh, or it's it's Paran Balaz, I'm not sure what that is, but Targum Karkom, we see in Shirishrim, Karkom is actually Morika, so that fits in nicely. In other words, that's that's a proof of Morika is Karkom. Okay, now Kene Matniti, now Mishnah that we explained, well, um, that you can't somkin this hardal and haria. To a land a, a, a field of produce, Mishnah says, you must you have to teach that we're not talking about one row, it's talking about Ein makifim, that you're not allowed to surround it completely. Ha but if you're just gonna put a small row, then it would be fine. Now, why is that? Because he says, um Reb Chaim says, Because also is mazik, also damages katl so therefore, when the Mishnah says "som khim, it doesn't mean a single row. It must be if you're putting a, like a square around the field, surrounding it completely. Why did the why did the Gemara say that? Because it would align with the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, who's a specifically about the case of surrounding a field. It says "de'in makifim chardavacharia el la pilvad." Div Rabbi says if you were going to surround a small patch of produce or food, you can you cannot do that with Khaldal and charia. The only thing you can do with it is chasayot. So chasayot is all manners of sort of sharp, sort of vegetables. So luf is like a type of onion, shum, garlic, betzalim, and, uh, which is, we know is onion itself. Rabbi Yehuda says, l'kol makifim, you can surround anything with chalda achari, chutz min which sounds exactly like our Mishnah. That's why I should, Mishnah is Shida Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Shimon says, l'kol makifim, you can surround anything with chada chari, and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, arugot k'tanot shel yerek, small Patches of yerek, you can makifim, you can surround with chaldal and chariah. That's the four machloket. But the important thing we see from the machloket is it's all about surrounding a field or surrounding vegetables, and not about a single row. So therefore, we ha- therefore the Gemara says our Mishnah must be talking about a case where we're surrounding the field and not a single row. Okay. Now, Tani, this is uh, okay. find up to the next pictures. Okay. So Tani, um, mutar uh, mutar hu adam liz. Uh, in a field of produce you can plant a single row in it. provided as long as it's distinct and a clear row that is Mechetsa. that's our bait rova. our rochav which means, and it has to be six thachimwa. That's why you've got to have the picture here. Because once you have that. Then it's already considered clearly this is a separate row and it doesn't look like Kilaim. Okay, um, fine. It, it, that's it. Rukhaim Re, says, she oser amo, la'atzma. then it's clear it's an independent row and doesn't look like Kilaim. That's even without spacing. So, Amare Balazar, Lo Shano Katan, sorry, Katana Hagdola Lo. Now, most of the Mepharisha Mishnah explain this to me as follows, uh, where it's saying this is only if you're talking about a small field and therefore that one row is discernible that it's 10 deep. However, if you're talking about a big field, then it's going to look like an abuvia. That's going to look like a mix, This small little insignificant row in a, such a massive field will look like a mixture and therefore it's not going to be sufficient to have just a small row. You'd have to go all the full length. That's in Mofulash. That's where Rush really explains it, Marafulda I think as well and Pnei Moshe. However, Reb Chaim doesn't explain it that way. Um, he says, it sounds that you have to have a 10 long but rather to, a long one, law, Lo, no. And it says, the Azil Mafarish, what is a gdola? Now you'll see what I mean why it gets a bit tricky with Reb Chaim, but we, we've committed to them with Reb Chaim, but so we'll continue doing so. Now the Gemara says, okay, what's a gdola? What's a katana? And the first answer is, Im Yesh ba ben Bad Labad. If you have a separation between the two sides, two branches. Of a Beit Rova, that is already a Gdola. The Imlav, if it's not, it's a Ktana. Now, so according to most explanations, that's effectively giving us dimensions. However, according to Reb Chaim, we're actually talking about an interesting case here. Okay, and that will introduce a whole new principle to us. That's why when it continues, late Hada pl- pl- pligi doesn't this not disagree with Rabbi Yochanan? All the other Mafarashim say, oh, they're referring to a different case in the Mishnah. Whereas Reb Chaim says, no, we're talking about this specific case now. What is this case? What's this gdola? gdola? I'll read you inside and you can see it as, and I'll sort of show it on the pictures as we go along. It says, um, it says, what's a gdola that you can zore'a min echad acherba emtsa." The question is, how big does it have to be that you can now plant another min in the middle? That's all Reb Chaim understands the subjah. That that between, the space between the two different, say here we're saying this, wheat, is a bait rover, you're going to plant something in the middle here. So the distance is only a half a bait rover. And that's not normal less, enough. It's doch less. It's to less than half a bait rover. Yes, <laughs> it will be even less than that. It will be even less than that. The, the Rakhine says, Don't worry about th- those details. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. It says uh, it says it says, Normally, normally you need a full bait rover. So, why here can you have half of that? Mikoma shari, why Kivan Once again, since theoretically you could continue this, each of the rows to a point and build out a Rosh Tor, that's why it would be sufficient, which is very interesting. He brings a picture similar to the one I've got here. From here, this Sugya. He says, we learn specifically this Sugya how. How deep does a Rosh tor have to be, to be defined as a Rosh tor? Because you can, you can have all matters of triangle. How, you know, what's the angle? How, wh- what is it considered a point? It means, if we learn from this sugya, a half Beit Rova, so about just over five amot, is the length of our Rosh emtsa okay. Since you've got a full Beit Rova, you could plant something in the middle. you got a Chetzi Rova. Now, this is your question, just because you mentioned it, Disrael. The Afal Gav Khaldal, despite the fact you've got a row of Khardal in the middle, this master of Shisha Tfachim, and the row width is six Tfachim wide. That's generally the definition of a, the width of a row. Nonetheless, Imken Lonishar, you don't have a Chatzir Rova like you pointed out. However, Imken Lo to we're only throwing off this off by three Tfachim at the end of the day, so they won't choshish for that. Okay, so it's like even a drop less than a bet will be sufficient, which is a very interesting way of explaining the Gemara. Again, I'm not, sh- um, the, again, the, the, the Mephashim I have in front of me, I, I, I couldn't see anyone who explains it like that. But let's continue. Now we ask. Now, according to this explanation, the continu- continuation of the Gemara is very clear. Because now we're saying, but doesn't this conclusion seem to go in the face of Rabbi Yochanan? Because if you remember in yesterday's Shia, Rabbi Yochanan says, you cannot simply visualize a Rosh Tor. It's not good enough. We said in a Hurva, one seed, you can't visualize that. was lakish. So we say, Rosh Tor, Habamechubra is Asur. It doesn't work. So we say, Taman Lezrayim, there you're talking about wheat and barley. That's molcham or vakan here. What's the, what are we planting in the middle? We're trying to plant here master, which is Yarakot. So therefore, It seems to me that Rabbi Yochan, even though he disagrees by Kile's Zrayim, wheat and barley, whether you can start visualizing Rosh torah or not, by Yarakot, he would agree that we can be maker. Okay, next. Next case is Garid. What's Garid? Garid is, karka, uh, Rabbi Chaim says, yevashah, it's very dry land. And anything that grows on that land will be Nikeret. It will be so clear that it grew on. Uh, it will it, be discernible that it grew on there, as opposed to moist land. So the Gemara says now, garid mutal lizara uh, lizroa Lizarea bo kol min You can plant in any min you like. So if we have a field here, I'm showing that Garida is being grey, just to show just uh, for our color coding, just to make it clear that it's uh, that in that you'd be able to plant any min you like without even having a separation, because anything that grows on that is going to look so discernible, so different, the way it grows, that it's not going to have an p- appearance of kilayim anymore. Okay? It's so recognizable as if it's its own independent field. Uh, that's why it's okay. So Rav shisha. We'll get to shaloshim smochim in a second. What does this mean? This means that that would only be, you could only plant in this garid, provided that you planted ha, at least half of it, okay? Because if you didn't plant at least half of it, then it would be a problem. We'll see in a sec. I'll explain. I'll, read, I'll actually read the ramah fully. He explains it really clearly. He says, "Hagarid shlisha So you have to plant in the garid three, a width of three along the whole length of it. And that's that's a half a row. The Stam Telam be normally, a normal furrow by is six t'vachim wide. The khizara chetzio, when you plant only half of it, ida chetzi nechshav then you can say it's all considered part of it. V'havalei ketelem it's almost like a rubo kukulo type of thing. However, that's a libe de Rebbe Yochanan, the baits rova, that's Shamrin that's Le'eli, he previously. Aval, importantly, if you only planted at a width of two, mm-hmm. even though we said the gurid might appear like its own field, it would not be considered that. What by planting only two in width of six, which is only a third of it, it would not look like its own independent telem. Okay. So in other words, if you want to plant in this garid, this uh, very dry uh, area, that's Discernible as being its own field and things grow in it, you have to plant at least the majority within it, or at least half, I should say. That's more accurate. And it says as follows And what happens if you have shalosh, shehem smuchim lageder There's three here that's next to a wall that has a status of grid, which means it, that that's by definition, it's, it has a status of gurid which means if you have three T'fachim next to it, that's also gurid, now you have six T'fachim and you can plant in it. So in other words, those three t'vachim next to the wall be starif to give you a full shear of a grid of six t'vachim wide. Okay? Um, the hayu, now, what happens if hayush shloisha batok sadeh v'achad uh, chutz l'sadeh? Now, uh, I, I'm explaining like Ra'afulder, also Reb Chaim, but the pictures of Reb Chaim I can't really understand, to be that's, honest. That's very interesting. I have, I have here... What did I say? You said Sadeh. Uh, uh, sorry, I meant to say Shisha. Sorry, my, my mistake. Ah, okay, you, okay, okay. So, sorry, sorry. thank you for correcting I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I thought it was just different gears. So. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's true. So, let's say you planted three within that six wide grid, and one just next to it on the outside. So, it's not in the grid anymore. So we say, and that, I'm explaining by Mara Fulda because I don't really understand the pictures in the, the, the pictures that the put next to Reb Chaim's parish that seem to have it like in an L-shape. But anyway, but it sounds like it's mamash next to the width. It says, <laughs> Because we said those three tfachim within the grid is already considered an independent field and it works, it's okay, then if you like, the extra tefach next to it can also be considered like that row and it's not considered kilayim. It's like matzil, if you like. However, he if it was only two, which we said is not enough normally, and now you've got an extra one outside it. Since it wasn't sufficient on its own within the section of gurin, because we said you have to have at least three width planted, therefore it's not going to help you having that extra one on the outside. Now, what happens if haya shura gerid? This is the next one here. Hayaso sham gerid, shura, v'shura geder Veshura chuvshin shura What's this mean? This is what we have here. I've got in the picture, you've, you have a gerid of right next to the wall of sixa, six tfachim. You've got a six tfachim break here and a six tfachim gerid next to that. And then you've got your field. The question is, can you plant in here or not? In this shura, or what happens? So the I'll read your Chaim. He says, Because it's Khovshineta Shura, that's the Pshat. He says, You can't plant anything in that white square that I've shown you on the diagram. Because that shura. Is Khavush on both sides is considered battle to that Garid, and therefore you cannot plant inside it. Okay. Um, fine. Let's continue. Gabe. Now, what happens if gabay, now here I know it's, we have here Gabe shell geder basadot. Reb Chaim changes the girsa, like uh, he says it's gago shel geder kesadot, meaning if one wants to plant on the top of a fence, it's like planting in a field. You'll we'll see we'll explain what that means in a minute. As it says, the Gemara, Shtei Sadot, if you have two fields, Zeh al Gabe Zeh, meaning and you've got and they're at different heights, almost like a staircase configuration, and there's 10 fach in between them. Then we say, um, that they can both plant all the way to the edge. Why? Because that drop, if you like that drop is considered like a wall and therefore it's considered two separate fields and you can plant all the way to the edge. So what's, how does this relate to our gug, the top of the fence? That is saying the same thing. If you have a fence, the tent twachim high, it's like having, and you want to, somehow you could plant on top of the fence. Then we can say that that is like one field above another field. And if it's a tent twachim gap, you can plant whatever you like on, on along the top and anything you like on either side, okay? We'll talk about more about uh, fences in the session tomorrow, okay? So, Thank you. Have a good day.